The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name's Warren. I'm Lane. Uh, I'm Art. I'm Brian. Brian, you're not turned on. All righty. I'm turning Brian. Come on, guys. This is our first podcast, guys. Go I, I want to play. Brian is on. I want to play. Hey, hi, Brian. Hey, guys. Welcome to the party. Uh, Art's Thanks. back. Hi. All right, moving on. But yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> definitely doesn't deserve that. That was actually pretty generous already. I mean, that, that was. That wasn't be, actually for you. It's trying to be nice. Um, how are you guys doing? How are you feeling? I'm doing, man. I'm drinking a Lagunitas something easy ale. Washing down your wallaby fucking... Is that a Chevelle on there or a Malibu? What's the difference between a Chevelle and a Malibu? Yes. A Chevelle, a Malibu is a Chevelle. Is it a trim of a Chevelle? Is a Malibu like a higher trim? one and the same, dog. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, That's a good question. I think there were different levels. It is different trims. There was the Chevelle uh, base model, and then there was the Malibu, I think. Uh, Warren is not talking. Uh, The reason I'm bringing this up is that's like a 65, right? There is a 65. I know it's a 65 because that's the one that he had in Pulp Fiction too, right? The convertible. Don't know. Uh, The red one, and he had a Malibu. Man, Warren's giving up. He's he's too embarrassed. I'm I'm putting us on the spot here. I'm just hoping we could talk about really hardcore off road shit next. (laughs) We're overlanders. (laughs) Yeah. Other stuff we don't know about. I just, you know, I like to give people something to yell about, right? Into their radio right now. Oh, I see. This is planned. Yeah. This is right now. People are angry. They're worked up. They're like, these well, the weird idiots. thing is because was Mal, okay. So Malibu, because they made just Malibus, obviously, in the, in the aughts, and they make them now. Yeah. They oh, make a car called the Malibu. That. And then they that. made, they made Chevelles that weren't Malibus, which is like the, all the 70s Chevelles and stuff. Yeah. Well, they weren't. They didn't have Malibu, the Malibu level name, then, did they? I think the Malibu name held over there, but maybe it was like... Oh. <laughs> maybe there were a few other... My voice crackles and I'm unsure of myself. He's super emotional about this topic. Uh, all right. Moving on. Uh, Thursday edition, time for some questions. Um, should we get right into it? Yep. Let's do it. And maybe we'll get into some uh, Australia updates. Australia. Updates on Sunday. Let's do it. JPod999 says, when craving a shitty beer, which do you grab? Coors Light. I'm also Coors Light. Does Mexican beer count? Like cheap Mexican Yeah, beer? that's, I was going to say like a. Modelo. Oh, but that's not cheap. Modelo is good. Tecate is good. Tecate is the cheapest one. Yeah. I'm down with Tecate. Is Modelo cheap? Is that a shitty beer? No, it's not. Modelo in a can feels cheap. Yeah, it does. It's not. It's like the nice cheap. Oh, like an especial. That is what I usually go with, but I don't classify it as cheap. I don't classify it as shitty. What is your answer, Brian? That it was. You saw me thinking about that one for quite a while. Yeah. Um. I think when I go cheap, which I don't do very often, Ah, I would say Tecate. Probably. 
but just because I'm saying this distinction, like I think that a, a Modelo in a can, just I don't associate that with cheap. I think that's a fine beer that's a, that's standard. A fine beer. But if it's in a bottle, it's not. It's better. Oh, that's great. In a yeah. bottle, then you got the Negro Modelo in a bottle is like that's but there's not, a standard one. That's too. top shelf. Well, now you're saying beer. Negro Modelo. That's different. Right. Well, I mean. What, he's talking about Modelo in a bottle. I think there's a, a couple shitty, options. I'm saying Negro Modelo is top shelf. Top so shelf. A, a shitty beer has to be like <laughs> a shelf, Coors, Budweiser, uh, Natty Tecate. Ice, Natty Light. Now, is Tecate there? Yeah. Tecate is there. there. The reason I ask is Yeti Overland. Is it Overland, though? I feel it's a step up. Yeti Overland says, it has been thoroughly established that Brian is a Bush Ice Man. Oh, Bush yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to illustrate to uh, these guys that you probably never even bought Bush Ice. Yeah. No, I don't even know where it's I think sold. it's just... It's just I don't talked think about a lot. It's from ZR Nundays. Yeah. Natty Ice? Natty Ice. Oh, Did we worst. talk about that in ZR Nundays? What does it have to no. do with ZR Nundays? You never had it, but Mar- people would... Marlboro's. People, Mar- and people Mar- would always say Marlboro's and, Mar- Marlboro's <laughs> and a Bush Light. Like, that was like one Bush of the... Light. That was a like commentary about that car, right? I'll start drinking it if everybody talks about it. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Where do you get it? Anywhere. Yeah, it's the worst. It makes you fart. It's like, what, what like $4 for guessing. a 24-pack or something? Natty Ice does that, right? Oh, my god. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. In college, we used to get natty natty light. Oh, uh, oh yeah, kegs because they were the cheapest. Yeah, it was sixty like, bucks. It was like forty bucks more for Coors Light, and we were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> hell yeah. no!" Like Coors Light was the we get two two kegs. Exactly. How about Keystone Ice? Yeah, all that. Oh, Keystone Light. Keystone Light. Oh god. Yeah, that's all. That. Uh, so yeah, Coors Light's the go-to Coors for shitty beer. Yeah. CL Smooth. A C minus. That's, that's what you call it. Right, right, dog. You call it CL smooth. Yeah, or C minus because yeah. it's light. Jesus Christ. Oh, you guys are way ahead of this game. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then anything above that C is heavies. Anything above that is a dad beer. <laughs> so if you're going IPA, that's dad beer, which I'm down with. But you know, you got to pace yourself. Hmm. All right. <laughs> and then you go to a a brewery, and all the beers fucking ten percent. Yeah, then you're in trouble. Slippery slope, right? Yeah. Uh, Chick has gone wild. No, now everything is uh, <laughs> hazy IPAs. God, dude, everything's hazy. Ten percent though, right? No, there's some low, lower so ones. I do the dark. Give it a rest with the IPAs for a while. We have enough. Hey, there's enough to choose from. Thanks, Wham. Give me you ales, know? right? Give me pills. I can hate IPAs. I'm an ale guy. I don't hate them, but I mean, goddamn, you, you go like to you a... hate hazies? Hazies pretty like it tastes dude, like, it's like orange juice. Worse. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's, yeah, no. I like them, but I mean, they're, I'm they're not in. They're very, uh, the whole IPA thing is just, they're not very, I'm stepping aside for this whole friggin' generation. But they're not like an American IPA. So you wait for it to come. I don't give a shit where it's from. You're no, it's very India, different. like an America, California, <laughs> I'm Oregon. Just saying it, it's very, it's not like a California IPA. Where did you throw out a man up? Did you throw out India? India, dog? What the fuck? What the fuck? But it's not made in India. I don't care where you make it. This is the point I'm making. He's just fucking around. <laughs> He's just saying things. Chaycor says, normally car reviewers and owners say a car could do with 50 to 100 more horsepower to make it a better car. What cars would benefit from 50 to 100 power, 100 horsepower less? Oh, not hold detract on. Does anybody from- ever say that? Could what? do with a hundred more horsepower. Hundreds a, a, a legitimate reviewer yeah, says hundreds could do little. with a hundred more horsepower. A hundred is like a little extreme because Fif- yeah. so fifty. I, yeah. I feel like if anything, it's like 20. 15, people talk fifteen to twenty more horsepower would make a difference. Anyway, yeah, 20, 25 to fifty. Let's say fifty. Um, anything that could go fifty horsepower less and be better. I don't know. Why would you ever want less like that? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, like, like you just yeah, don't yeah. have to mash the gas pedal. As How about far uh, Hellcat? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Well, the, there's the SRT version of it, right? Which is more usable. And people say that's better. More pedal to the metal. More time. More of the time. 
Right. Get out and drive. Yeah. Yeah. Get out and drive. Cheers, yeah. RS. Cheers, RS. Yeah. ST. Can you talk off? into the mic, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually move the mic where you want it. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, that's a new thing we've that's been doing. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will make that trade-off like, um, what is it, the Hellcats, like, supercharged or something? Definitely. And if you, you, you drop <laughs> off the supercharger and then you move to SRT levels or whatever, so yeah. you lose 100 horsepower, you also lose a lot of extra complexity and, mm-hmm. you know, parts to fail and everything. Wait. So I'm down with it. I'm down with that kind of trade off. But right. if you're like keeping a supercharger and you're like detuning it so it's 100 less, like, nah. I'm just Keep thinking, it. I'm thinking of this question kind of like the Corvette, like the C7 Grand Sport, right? It's like, you can get a, an option that is going to be way more powerful. Yeah, you can get the ZR1. Or, or you can get the, the option that is less powerful, like, or think of like 99 or even any 911 turbo versus NA or something like that. Like, but I don't, I'm, but is the question that, or is it literally you have a car with it's this like, amount of power? Would, but it's not a power if, thing. If there's a car that would, I think he's asking Benefit. if there's a car if there would, that would drive better if it yeah. had less horsepower. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of not. I'm trying to think of that. You just case. use less pedal is the thing. Yeah. You can ask for more horsepower because you can use up all the pedal and you still need more. But when you're talking about dialing it down, like you can dial it down with a pedal. You just don't use as much pedal. But I guess it, it gets to this point of, you know, or you're, ma- you're getting to mash the pedal to the floor longer. I've heard people say that with um like AC Cobra, like kit cars. Hmm. Where they, some of them, you know, a big block or something that has tons of too much power. Yeah. And basically it's really hard to modulate the throttle and all that. So you want to be able, you want to have a small block that's like less horsepower to be able to rev it. Yeah. If any, if any car makes sense, that one does. It's like giant fucking engine. Yeah. In a super light car. And I mean, yeah, that's like kind of all I can think about that. Yeah. Because all the other things you're like, Oh, a Hellcat. You're like, I don't know what it's it kind really, of it's heavy kind of is what it is. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's what makes the Hellcat so cool. But less right. pedal is not fun though. Right. Like, don't you, it's like, yeah, you like want to be able to, able to like it. put it and in you're the metal constantly and spinning the tires it. the whole time in that yeah. Hellcat. The minute it gets yeah. over. Well, you know. I don't know. But yeah, but it's that classic car. You're just like, yeah. that's what you bought. You're in a big car anyways. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like, uh, there's anything else like the Caymans or anything like that. Like, Oh, yeah, the better is the hard yeah, one. Because they're like, good packages. Right? Driving that X6 um, M50i, I, I just kept thinking, oh, this would be totally fine with 350 horsepower, and it would be as good, basically, so of a vehicle. Like, but not better. But not better. Mm-hmm. What, what about, about a, Go ahead. I was going to say, what about like a, a 911 Turbo S? Does it make it better? It doesn't make it better. No, but it right? doesn't make it better to have less... How about this? How about a front wheel drive car that's severely overpowered and then you get the torque steer and everything and you get a car that has excessive horsepower in front wheel drive, like two, can you think of any 250, 300 horsepower is like the max, right? I mean, yeah. what? somewhere on there. I mean, I can't think of any Mazda speed kind of thing, but yeah, that's probably perfect. Like what's the Veloster N? No, those are known for, I've never driven one, but they're known for like, you hit the gas and the thing like flies off the road essentially. Yeah. So that might be one of those Mazda cars. Speed, you mean? But people tune yeah. the shit out of them trying to get more are you power. Saying Mazda speed or are you Mazda saying speed, Veloster? The Mazda yeah. 3. Oh. Yeah. Veloster. 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 Sounds like Veloce. Yeah. Veloster. Yeah. Velo. Velociraptor. Veloster. Uh, oh, you know what? I don't, I'm, I've driven, I've driven that? an X50 996 <laughs> turbo. What's X50 mean? X50 package, package is like the 30 horsepower package or whatever it is. Yeah. 
that car drives worse, in my opinion, than a normal 996 Turbo. Uh Because it has the way they, they like, the way the boost comes on, it makes it where the, the boost comes up higher, come, the power is higher up in the rev range, Mm -hmm. and it feels more like lethargic down low. So it has, like, it has a bigger turbo, which takes more time to spool. Yeah. Therefore, Uh, it's like laggier. Interesting. Where the, the less horsepower car is just a little, mm-hmm. little better, like throttle response and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's one of you're onto something there with the turbo stuff because you're making big trade offs for mm-hmm. the big power. Yeah. Yeti. Yeah. But usually factory tuned cars are pretty fine. Yeah. Yeti. Yeti. Yeti Overland uh, asks, when is Lane, uh, oh, sorry, when Lane finally treats himself to a Subaru Baja, <laughs> will he pick one up in Denver and get beers with me? Yeah, for sure. He's, uh, I'm on it, dude. He sent me like 10 of them the other what? day. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're out there. We have a bunch in California. Yeah. Uh, I, there's one in Midtown. Is it for sale? It was, it was at a car dealer, but it didn't have it for sale on it. Uh, for sale sign on it. But it that's had a one camper. of those ones where the car dealer gets it. And he's like, man, I'm yellow. This one yellow with the camper. Ooh. Never seen a little tiny camper shell? Yeah. Yeah. It was dude. a massive one. They just <laughs> fit it over the roof. <laughs> like an Itasca. Uh, one of those what, with the struts. Exactly. Was it a turbo manual? I didn't get that close to yeah. it. I was afraid it would, you know, I mean, the, jump the, out on me. Pardon my ignorance, but it seems like, you know, speaking of beer, Denver would be a good place to get beer. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Doesn't it seem I like think they have a lot of Coors. Coors. Yeah. Well, of course, you tap the Rockies, right? Golden, yeah. Colorado. And then you literally just go to the Rockies and you pull yeah. back on the tap and it's right good. there. You just oh. fill a hole anywhere, right? Remember we had that conversation about how like beer is way better at the, um, oh yeah, at the plant and the source and everything. Yeti, Yeti said that now it costs money to do the beer tour. He used to do it like three times a week, he claimed. Dang. Uh, he said, now it costs money and it sucks. And I said, oh, but it's way better there, right? That's what everyone says. He's like, no, I think you're just getting free beer and you're drunk. <laughs> you're stoked on free beer. Yeah. That's what's better yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how much is this beer? Oh, this is free. Ah, oh, this is the best <laughs> beer. Best beer. Yeah. <laughs> Love this beer. So, so when are you going to treat yourself, Lane? Oh. When are you going to get know. a bottle? That would be awesome, dude. I don't know. I really want one, though. I do like you it. really? I yeah. really hope you do get one, dude. That'd be awesome. Because like you it. could get one for like two grand, probably. No, no way, dude. Turbo They're manual? expensive. Money, yeah. right, pardon ten, my ignorance. I'm sorry. I have it. <laughs> ten. Ten grand. Ten grand. Ten, twelve. Are they going up in value? They're worth holding. They're holding. Yeah. What, what color would oh you get? God. Turbo manual is very... Um, uh, I like the fuck the black looks pretty good, but black's obviously hard. Silver's probably... Probably the best. That's You're a yellow. good move, yeah, just to deal with yeah, yellow it looks guy. good. Yeah, definitely not yellow. So to me that burgundies. price point means never for you. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Doesn't Unfortunately. Sense. For that car, you I mean it makes sense. It's like but the, it's an everything no, car. It does not make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a rally car. Yeah, and one could be one a family cooler. car. You could put one cooler. No, it's got the extendable nah, bed. It has a little yeah, it has yeah, a little ladder. Two coolers. Yeah. Little two thing. coolers. Can't even sit. It was actually kind of like my. um, No, the back seats are good. I asked my Ute question, brat style. The two Utes. Mm. The Ute question, and like I was talking about, like the usability. Like I mean, um, the Utes ability. They still sell really well because, like, apparently in in Australia they use them for that purpose, like in in the city at least, because they don't need a lot of ground clearance. They use them for, but But I mean, it's like like, apparently trucks are you. I I mean, all I'm saying, you heard it here first. This is this is our travel all the way to Australia for that tidbit. (laughs) 
All I'm saying is in the cities. In this podcast, there's a lot of discussion about small trucks and buying the appropriately sized truck for your use case, right? Because everyone buys shit that like they think they need the biggest, like heaviest duty thing, but in reality, they're throwing a couple kegs in the back or whatever it may be, or going to the dump or <laughs> carrying a mattress for your neighbor or whatever you do. Uh, but um, like the Ute is a pretty like a pretty sick um, option for I that, right? Totally like, agree. I do, mean, do that and be able to drive it and have fun and go do the seventeen stuff as you guys were talking about. I would love uh, to see GM reintroduce the El Camino, and no one would buy it. Just nobody <laughs> yeah. would buy it, and it would look awesome, like an SS, it, like so, basically what exactly what you're describing, yeah, yeah. right? And the reason, and so Camaro I guess truck. what I was trying to do is like I was almost trying to bring um, El Camaro, bring El Camaro, El, El Ranchero, <laughs> <laughs> El Camaro, El Camaro.com. Um, it was kind of like bringing this thing to the, the forefront, right? Is it really that people want them because they want the utility, or is it people want a tough, badass truck in America, right? Does it even I matter? Think, I still think the one thing that kills car design and, and desirability is sitting up high. That is what everyone wants. Everybody's sitting high now. Everyone though. wants no, to sit high. I, so I, the question that we were talking about in the previous podcast was if art imported them, yeah. would people buy them? And we said, our answer was that it was enthusiasts only. And that's the only people that are going to be looking at importing old ass shit are enthusiasts anyways. But, they but I disagree them. with you, Warren. Like if they sold those, I think if GM came back with that, I think it would sell Fuck a good no, amount. Dude. A two two seat truck. It would yeah. not sell. It would sell like so. the it would sell way worse than the SS sold and that did not sell. It would sell. have to be very cheap. It would have to be a very inexpensive proposition. I, I think there's so many people who want a small truck. No, they say they want it. It has to be I, I believe like a, those people. A Chevy of I think it's hitting dads. They're, they're Jalopnik readers. They're people that <laughs> they want a um, cheap truck for four thousand dollars. Chevy Aveo truck. You may Dang, get something tiny. There. I'm in. I'm in kegs. for that. By the way, too. two kegs is what you're throwing. That, at you're me. talking like Volkswagen Rabbit yes. pickup. Yeah. Because otherwise, you get past that. It's got. It's going to be way more expensive. It's going to be competing with trucks that have a, a back seat and more stuff. And people want stuff and they want to say yeah. hi. Just the sit high thing is crossovers a thing. and mm-hmm. all the trucks that are sold. It yeah, I think, but I think, yeah, Brian, even if it's the enthusiast market, I don't know, they maybe also in the future, we'll see. Like, um, it seems like it's super rad. Art like, bought no five of them it. and he, they're I'm for sale to, right I'm now. Actually. One of the problems they have with the small trucks too is like yeah. you have to charge almost as much, but you look at when you look at it, you're like, oh, I'm getting half the truck for the same, yeah. you know, basically like, the same price. More. Yeah, yeah. Big Fat Flip says, what are your thoughts on driving accoutrements? I'm talking race seats in your daily driver, driving gloves, Pelodi shoes, etc. Part of me feels like these things can add to the sense of occasion to a drive or to a car. So every now and then I find myself window shopping with an itchy trigger finger. Where do you draw the line between they get it or what a nerd? Uh, oh, dang. It's pretty easy to cross that line, right? You should certain things. tell us the line. Uh, well, s- racing seats in your car, that's great. I think that's, ah, that can also be pretty uh, nerdy. A daily driver? Great. Yeah. Daily super, driver? Very comfortable. Like, I had pole positions in my car. I love them. Yeah. It, it depends on how comfortable you are in the seat, right? Like, that's the main thing. No, but daily, you're getting ingress, in and out of the car ingress, all the time. 
Yeah, yeah you have a major concern. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel like art's not admitting the fact, and we need to get to this point, that it's harder to get in and out of yeah. a, a race seat. This is true. I don't care okay, how you do you are you or whatever. Yeah, I agree with but you. But it's a sacrifice that you it, make. Yeah, but it's and like, isn't it's that so the biggest nicer. thing about a daily driver is like, you want to be able to go to the store, then you want to go to the gas station, then, you know, like, yeah, it, it is. I'm struggling with this myself. I really want to put like a pole position in my E46, but it. it's just a little, that's, the, the sacrifices I, there are think, pretty big. I think the benefits yeah. outweigh the sacrifices though. That's what it's I mean. It's a personal decision. Okay. Yeah, so if you see a race seat in a car, a lot of times I feel like the impression is like, uh, like racer or like, you know, kind of like boy racer sort of thing, which is, can be considered nerdy, I think. Yeah. I think, but he, I, it's not all across the board because it's, yeah. it's cool. The it's first thought usually is like, Oh, they must do, they must do track days. Yeah. And that's which is, why they got that's that. That's cool. Yeah. And, but I don't know where yeah. it crosses the line. And then where does that cross the line to like, I don't do track days, but I want to have it for the mountain roads. And so yeah, let's go to the next one here. Driving gloves. So um, I was going to mention this on the Sunday show, but I'll just throw it in here and we can talk th- about the rest of it on Sunday. I drove a Lotus Elise here today. Um, I originally took the top off because I thought, you know, sense of occasion, you know, I'm going to go on a mountain road today. Cold as ice. freezing. It's like 43 degrees outside at my house. It really was. And um, I went to my fucking accessory drawer in, 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 my, in my room. Don't so, even say accessory drawer. Hey, I've got, you got a ski <laughs> gloves. I've got scarves. I've got gloves. I've got all that shit. Pelotes. Um, for the life of me, I could not find my fucking, my just some leather gloves that I wear that are, you know, leather gloves to keep myself warm. <laughs> so he beat his family. You know, straightforward. Um, Were they all beat? of that shit is in a box somewhere in my closet. I just got a new place. So, like, there's there's a lot of stuff in my closet and boxes in uh, the garage. Oh, we know our All that bullshit. <laughs> The only thing I found were my OMP racing gloves. Oh, hell yeah. And they're bright blue. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. It's fucking cold. And I drove down here wearing OMP racing gloves. Yeah. But I gave up because it was so fucking cold that I actually stopped like halfway down and I put the top back on. I took my gloves off. But aren't there heaters in those cars? Barely. No, dude, I can really? vouch for the convertible stuff. Like it just loops over the cold air blasts right on your right. hands. It sucked, dude. And I try to like point them at my hands, even with gloves on and yeah. shitty. But uh, I think though, that being said, like racing gloves in a car on the street is like way over the top. You know? How about like, leather gloves? Well, leather gloves fine. Well, let's talk. No, let's talk about what gloves are for. Do you even yeah. know what they're for? Or absolutely, yeah. I have. Well, I have sweaty hands personally when I drive. So, like, that's my my excuse. And then also, when I'm if I'm driving a convertible, I like to wear uh, gloves because of the buffeting that you're describing. And my hands are colder, so now I like I, to be warmer. M- maybe I'm under the wrong impression, but I thought that they were back from the wood rimmed yeah, wheel the grip days. The wheel. And you need grip, right? Yeah. yeah. And you would like get blisters if you don't have gloves. Vibration, like a, yeah. Well, the, and now that we've gone past the wood wheel stage, you have the cushioning and the leather. It's on the wheel. You don't have to put it on the gloves because it's on the wheel already. So just to keep your hands warm, as you're yeah. saying. That well, that's the only I, well, no, I'm saying that the reason now it's just nostalgia. No, but to keep like, your hands warm, like if your hands are cold. Yeah, if, if, if but that's not a driving glove. That's like a right. you wear like a padded leather glove, the leather OJ glove, right? They were they were lace on the back. right. Yeah. So they didn't even have that warming holes bit. In. Yeah. So. Um, I still, as I said, I still get sweaty hands, so that that still applies to me. But the other thing is, I think what you're describing with the old school wheels, I noticed 
um, is they're thinner. So you add more bulk to them when you wear gloves, I feel like. It's like, a, you know, the different feeling. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not driving. You're, you don't I'm have not. a wood wheel anymore. I'm not. So. It actually sucks. So I, I don't like, I don't like the feeling of a lot of modern steering wheels with gloves because it feels really bulky, you know, because you're adding another layer. And the, le- the leather gloves that I have, I, they're like 15 years old. They're super worn and they're really, really thin. So that's why I like them because they have that thin slit like material inside. So they're warm, but they're really thin and not very like obtrusive, you know? Um, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, you know, like I think, you know, the whole glove thing can be excessive, especially if it's a, like a proper race glove on the street, which I've seen a few times, but we're talking about drawing the line on accoutrements. I think race gloves on the street is ridiculous. Although I did it today, not for the fucking being cool because I'm racing a car thing Just it's cold. because it was freezing my ass off and that's all I could find. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the next one is. Pelotes. Driving shoes, huh? Yeah. I've seen There's definitely our, a thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you can if you're like if you're wearing tennis shoes with like a big sole, like that does suck for driving. It does, but you I mean can, you can like, get used vans to are it. great though. Like vans like, are yeah. amazing. And that's yeah. like the Chuck driving Taylors shoe. are great. But see, vans are the anti Pelote because they're not rounded heel at all. They're in fact a square heel. Yeah, which yeah. does yeah. suck a little bit. But in terms of the feel for the pedal, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. The way that you roll, it's it can be annoying. Right. Yeah, like I actually have noticed that I split the heel on my vans a lot, like the the material oh, where, yeah. where it glues. Yeah. Because you're like rocking on there. Yep. Um Sambas yeah. are good. Sambas, yeah. I, I mean, I never, I've never tried Pelotes. I've never worn I haven't either. I mean they are making Pelotes now which are a little less like they're way more fashionable. Yeah, they're less out there. Like, oh, those are driving shoes. That's yeah. the way it used to be. You exactly. know, now they're making shoes that just kind of look more like normal shoes, but they're yeah. meant yeah. for cool. kind of driving. The uh, question was, it it could add more to the sense of occasion. I don't necessarily think that suiting up like that does. It's more about what you're comfortable with and like, yeah, um, like yeah, like you know, future cats and speed cats and all those shoes, which are shoes you can wear every day. Um, they do have the curved heel and the thin sole, so like they're better for driving, but I don't know personally if it adds to the whole thing, you know? I do have a choice. Like I, I wear, uh, basically like running-ish type shoes every day, and I, I have some vans that are just right there too, and so I do get to make that choice every once in a while, and it's kind of fun to just throw the vans on, and it's like, you know, I just want a little bit better pedal feel, yeah. and uh, that, that does, that does like make it a little bit more of an event, I think. Hmm. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title experts in automotive opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon only stickers and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join uh, we give discounts and early access to certain events we do like camping while awesome. And we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out and join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys. Ben Rogan says if each of you could own an automotive dealership, not a Porsche dealership, which brand would it be and why? Mercedes Benz. We want you like selling silver cars. Yes, white, silver white and silver. Only. Only. Maybe only. Occasional black. Yeah, like one red car. One red car <laughs> around Christmas um, time with a bow. Just good, uh, probably decent profit margins. 
a uh, lot of models to choose from. The well, stores are usually like stuff pretty that nice. Isn't going to be coming back. Well, actually, you want service. Never mind. You want it. Well, wanna... service is always happening. Yeah, so that's money, right? But you don't want warranty breaking shit, right? You don't want a but janky brand like doesn't Range like, Rover or Jaguar. Doesn't um like when a car is under warranty though, doesn't the company pay you really well for that? Like to cover those expenses? Oh yeah, like, under warranty. So yeah. like that can also be an incentive in a weird I way. I guess so. I mean, obviously, unsatisfied customers. Right, but like, right. But like owning a Lotus dealer would not be probably right. the best. Yeah, almost, and you're always you worried so about, oh, come on, bring some new product out. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to go to business this month? Yeah, or? exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking also clientele, right? Like who you're dealing with on a daily basis is also a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of McLaren experience, a good one. Maybe. Uh, I think that you're also doing, that's a boomerang car too. They're always coming back with fuel pumps that die on rallies, stuff like that. That doesn't happen. Um, they're very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the cars are expensive. Your logic is flawed. Yeah. I actually don't know if that's true. Yeah. What about, uh, yeah, or like Lamborghini or something? Dang. I mean, it's like parts, better parts now. bin stuff. Parts pretty good. Now, now, expensive. Better now than it know? was. Like parts bin in a good way where it shares with a lot of, you know, with the mm-hmm. whole right. VW group. Lexus. Yeah. Lexus Ooh, is a good, good one. Call. Yeah. It's a nice, you know, nice experience. The places are nice. It's usually good people, you know, like that you're dealing with. And they're you reliable. also have a lot of brand lo- loyalty. Definitely. And the loyalty. cars are known to be very reliable. Yeah. That's probably what I would go Definitely with. wouldn't pick uh, Genesis. Uh, if they had a dealer, maybe, you know, like that <laughs> Did would they be not nice. have dealers? No. No, they're oh. sold at, uh, dude, it doesn't make Hyundai. any sense. Like it, it makes perfect sense for Genesis to have their own dealerships yeah. like, because it's the whole experience, right? Well, you would think it would just be the Lexus model where they're trying to go upscale and totally meet a certain, yeah. And they're trying to standard. disassociate with, uh, Hyundai a little bit. Yeah. And, but they're selling them at the Hyundai dealership. Oh, I didn't know that. It's got to be a separate room and everything, though, right? I, I believe so. They do like the wing, yeah. and they kind of like, yeah. you know, spruce they're, it up a bit. They're like six inches higher than the other. <laughs> yeah, so and it has like down free donuts, but you have to like. And show they, they your... pump in oxygen, so you feel <laughs> yeah. like a little better. In there, yeah. so. Everybody's handed rose-colored glasses as yeah. soon as they walk in. Right. I think uh, I'm going to do uh, Honda Acura. Oh, my first thought was Lotus, but I knew immediately that it was the wrong choice. <laughs> That's funny. That's your first choice. Uh-huh. I just wanted to be around Lotus because I, they, I like their Volkswagen guy. Volkswagen. A lot of sales going. I on, do right? Ferrari. Ferrari. That's pretty uh, stupid, right? Like low, low volume. You choose who you're selling to. You go. Someone comes in, like, yeah, it's my first Ferrari. Thing. You're like, yeah, you have to buy a used one first, then I'll sell you that. Like, <laughs> and they're bringing out like they're selling pretty good cars these days, and they're bringing out models every couple of years and, and then you have a, a good experience on the wall that says 50 shades of tan for your customers. That's all the different oranges, yeah, exactly. white hair. Yeah. You get to have a little like parties and laugh at people's shoes they wear and stuff. Hire, cool. um, Russian models. To hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Mm. It's actually a good call. Um, <clears throat> and they have like restaurants inside the stores and, you know, I like how isn't Ferrari of San Francisco and like Mill Mountain Valley. View or something? Mm-hmm. Mill Valley. Valley. Oh, it's in it's Mill Valley now. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Or did they move? Well, it, wasn't it down here over like by Palo Alto or something? It's down by you. Ferrari Los yeah, Gatos. Yeah, so. Yeah, in Los Gatos. But. Yeah, Ferrari, no, San Ferrari San Francisco is it's down like near San Carlos, kind of. Right? Yeah, it's, like, it's on um, El Camino. Yeah. Oh. What's and the it, one in Mill Valley? I don't know. Oh. But yeah, that one, and it's across from like an adult. Um, oh, like a gentleman's movies. club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, gentleman's club. And <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they probably have cars and coffee across the street. 
Uh, let's see. Hood Rat Rally says, when selling a car that has had some sort of sentimental value to you, do you creep on the new owner to make sure it's doing okay and think about what if, what ifs, or do you make it a clean break and obsess about the next purchase? How, how do you even have the opportunity to creep on the new owner? Hashtag creepy as ice. Uh, Instagram, driving by their house. Uh, what is sentimental definitely attachment to cars? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah. What is a heart? <laughs> Does anyone want to buy my car? What are feelings? Yeah. Uh, I haven't sold enough cars to really get that way. Personally. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah. At least sentimental cars. Uh, when I sold my 914 that my brother crashed, I found it on the internet and I was definitely like creeping, you know, I'd, I'd check back. So yeah, I guess I have done it. There you go. So what, yeah. like just on a forum or something? Or? Yeah. It popped up on a forum and then I would like, I remember every like six months I kind of look back, look up the person's name or, you know, something like that. See yeah. like what was happening. Did they it. fix it? Uh, I think I forget what they did. They definitely put a new fender on. They were, they were going through it. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I'm pretty curious now that we talk about it, where my Nissan Hardbody pickup ended up. Mm. That'd be cool to uh, probably in a junkyard know. somewhere. Yeah. I don't know there's a lot of them out there, right? Landing. Mexico. No, they last. Yeah, for sure. Probably just sitting in somebody's driveway. Yeah. Not run. Not running. Maybe. Um, Jay. So, Art, you don't want to answer that? You have no sentimental attachment no, to any I, vehicle? No, I, I creep on cars before I buy them. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like not, not after I sell them. But you... A lot of your cars have been sold to people you know. Yeah, I and I luckily like the ones that I've actually cared about like end up on a rally or the nine nine three the NSX. Yeah, so I get to see them and like that's cool to see. Like, yeah. and I do ask about them, you know, and like I go over and talk to the car and like. I'm what about your Buick? Well. Where did that end up? Oh, I, I've never had a Buick. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do you know I updated the? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh really? Did you website? get it as an eighty three? By the way, I don't know. Was it a Regal? Uh, Regal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I said Art's first car was BMW 2002. Dot dot dot. Wait, no, <laughs> it was a Buick Regal. And then you continued. You know on. what you needed, bud? Is no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Jay Cotanen says, with Morning Motors going well, what have been some difficulties or challenges in organizing a successful Cars and Coffee event? Uh, the last show. When I showed up, there was like six cars in the lot. So that kind of and you were about an hour early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about six cars that weren't supposed, weren't to, be there. supposed to be there. Oh, like, oh, like right. a Honda Accord and I don't know, something else. And they were kind of like scattered like right at the front. And that's kind of a, that's a hard thing to manage. I mean, we, there was that one also when there was the uh, Iron Man triathlon mm-hmm. and there were people trying to park in here and we had to yell yeah, at like, we were having to people. get all aggressive and yeah. it's kind of just not worth it. I but think the biggest challenge, I don't know if he's tr- planning on, on making one happen in his area, but is curating interesting cars and the diversity that, that come. And that's just something that this podcast probably helps a lot with. Um, yeah, for sure. Know. Yeah. We are in a very unique position where it's kind of like, it's uh, self selecting in a way, right? Because we have an audience that is already into this type of stuff or whatever cars we're into and the whole culture behind it. Whereas, like, if you just put out a cars and coffee out there with no association, no relationship to people in the community, it's basically everything, right? So anything's going to show up, and then you get different types of personalities, and like, you know, Brian burn, burning out as, on his exit and doing ZR none burnouts and stuff like that. So, right, um, or people revving their Mustangs. Yeah, 
Yeah, you you create like a personality for your event. So like right. the Capitola Cars and Coffee, which has been going for like I don't know a long time, right? You have it's to wear every weekend, every right? weekend, and that thing has never grown. It is the exact same size, and it has like its clientele is a certain Hawaiian person, shirt. and then there's like oh, he's like maybe there's like five people that come and five go. new cars that come and go and here and there, but. For the most part, it's a certain clientele. You know, it's like an over 50 crowd. 60. Um, over 60, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually didn't even know it existed until you guys mentioned it like a few uh-huh. years ago. And I think it's because they don't talk about it, right? Like well, it's, it's, it's a, no, they talk isn't it a worth of, I mean, it's a word of mouth thing. They're not promoting it really. They right? kind of, but they are like... They are selling like club memberships when you get there. Well, oh, club really? Memberships. No, that's to the church For the, car club. Oh, it's the church car club. Kingsman. Okay. Yeah, the Kingsman. It's uh, it's just an old crowd that's word of mouth. There's no social media. They're not trying to get more people to come. In fact, I don't even know if they have that much more room to to be honest. Because if when it is a busy, nice day, it's pretty much maxed out. Like I mean, that. it could expand. I guess it could like way further. further. Like, Safeway park. Yeah, the Safeway park. So on. is this is this the same group that puts on the hot rod show in Capitola Village? Is it the same people? I think it's a lot of the same people. I don't know if it's exactly. the same, like I've the organizers. I've been to that one, but I haven't been to the Cars and Coffees before. Yeah, and it's also tied into Hot Rods at the Beach. Some of those people do oh, it. okay. But it's basically a Hot Rod, uh, 50s, 60s cars mainly, and some foreign stuff, like a couple of Jags. Yeah, it'll be a couple 356s or something. Yeah, but mostly like Cadillacs and, yeah, American Iron. Mm-hmm. Couple motorcycles. Where does Rod come from? I did bring the. I brought the Delta Integrale there. <laughs> oh right, that's a perfect car to bring. A good Rod. Good hot Rod. People, people are people are flocking. Yeah, asking me questions I had no answers for. What yeah. year is it? Ah shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's the elephant all about? Oh, the elephant. They ask you a lot of elephant questions. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> What's that thing in the engine? Ah, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll tell you. Mister B Phelps says, "Would you rather have a persistent check engine light?" Or an unfixable rust or foot odor requiring the windows to be fully open at all times with no heat or AC. Dude, I'll take a check engine light. I'm saying the check engine light for for his sake. Is that something you have to deal with, get diagnosed and fix? Persistent. So it's It's like, so you're basically always working on the car. Oh, you're saying it is. Yeah. It's not just the light that's on. Because obviously we all do that. It's a real thing. And mm-hmm. to be honest, here we have to fix that for smog anyway. At some point, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, but or if you could choose it, like you can do it for something super benign, like a secondary O2 sensor or something, which is like always having to deal with that. I mean, or it's just always on, and then you only do it during smog, you know? Yeah. But if it's like a misfire or well, something more, what, but that's like what? a total workaround, right? Yeah. Like, what about so, rust? That's a workaround. Uh, yeah, you have to really deal with it. Can you I mean, deal with looking at rust? Depends where it is. Uh, foot odor, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, just having to leave the windows open all the Anyone time. Anyone who comes in, what's that smell? Uh, just put the window down. Yeah, you get used to this it after a while. Sounds, this, is, I don't, this is a terrible question. <laughs> it is a terrible question. Neither are good. I mean, dealing with the check engine like all the time is that's a major pain in the ass. Horrible, especially if it affects performance. And you can't fix the rust. No, no, it's just leaving it on there. Oh, shit. Well, it, it's there is no right answer. Car. You can't see it. Fuck, uh, I hate we've answered it just in worrying about it individually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eamon, Eamon Shaw says, thoughts on Doug DeMuro's review on the PT Cruiser GT. Warren, don't hate me. I still hate the car, but found it entertaining. I'm sure it'd be entertaining. I haven't seen it. But his review of that Mitsubishi, uh, what's their cheapest car? Mirage. Uh, Mirage was very entertaining because he goes through like, 
you know, the carpet quality, the how the uh, screws yeah. are put into the seats and stuff. How bad everything how is. How bad everything is. And that's more huh. entertaining to me than looking at a Bugatti or some unobtainable car because it is so laughable. The year 2020, we're still making, it's a brand new car. But I didn't see this uh, PT Cruiser. Me either. I Not still neither. think we need to get a GT convertible manual. GTs are all turbo? I don't know. Do I to, oh, yeah, that's a good Do question. Have you made the statement before that you you think we need Yeah, you think we need one? to get one? Yeah. What? Oh, like, like as a turbo rental. Why would you say Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought, thought it was like... I Lane and I rented one once, and we don't really yeah. have to do Yeah, that. we don't. Yeah. You rented a convertible turbo? No, no. but it was, they're all the same, dude. Oh, whoa. They're all the same. I know that's a car where I wasn't like, oh, if it only had 50 more horsepower, this would be, this would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. I thought um, that you had no. mentioned it, like getting one as like a, like ironic sort of like DWA. You were talking about like buying one. Car, right? Like a little panel, like we to carry shit in. No. Like, I thought <laughs> no, that's what you were talking no about. No one threw out a panel. Well, they weren't just with wood paneling? No, a panel, like just cause you put DWA across the side, you know, official vehicle. Yeah, we're not there. on the same page, Warren. Okay, here we go. Well, Warren's talking about not wanting people to send us calendars and books. Yeah, and then he's, he's like, about, we need to get one. Yeah. Well, are you guys ready for this? Car. The PT Cruiser GT is a high-output, turbocharged, hot hatch variant. That's how it's described. <laughs> they didn't change the body style. <laughs> hot hatch. Of the PT Cruiser introduced in 2003, the engine is upgraded over the standard, stronger crankcase, blah, 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 and a bunch of other bullshit. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they did to the engine. I haven't watched a Doug DeMuro video in a long time. I'll have to watch that one. I'll check it out. Uh, Wagonista says... I want a rally cat update from Wham. Is he going to install SEV oh, Marshall driving lights and bring the cat on the rally? Well, inquiring minds want to know, Wham. Rally cat? You have a yep. cat that you were going to name Rally. Oh. And he's wondering, <laughs> logically, whether you're going to bring him on the rally or not. I didn't get, I didn't get approval for rally. His name's Beryl. Well, yeah, but we know your dreams, and he has. I think this is a legitimate question. We've never had a cat on the rally. I think it's time. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, uh, mobile kitty litter uh, box, cat box. It's I'm terrible. just trying to picture like a little harness for him in the seat. Yes. Cats yeah. don't like exactly. harnesses, I tell you from personal <laughs> yeah. experience. You know? We tried to walk our cats once. Where did you walk them to? Is it in front yard in Oakland. And two um. cats. <laughs> we needed to get them outside and we didn't want to lose them. Then they run into, under a car immediately? No, they shrank down and didn't move. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can do it, but you have to start them off as kittens. Like I've seen them in San Francisco. These were kittens, by the yeah. way. Oh, really? I'm well, sure you if you kind of work at it. Yeah. I think they're not really the walking type, but they will <laughs> cruise around with you. Like that dude who has the video. It was like a GoPro video of him with a cat on his shoulder riding a fixed gear with yeah, a mustache through yeah. Portland or something. Well, there was a cat at the last Radwood and it was just walking around no leash. That was, and it was shaved. So it looked, had like a, it was the body was shaved and then it had like a mane. I posted yeah. a video. So it looked like a lion. It was, <laughs> and then lion. they had it on a leash at some points and they were walking around with it and the thing seemed fully content. It was a person. <laughs> Yeah. I just got an email from Doug DeMiro. It's kind of funny that we just oh. <laughs> were asking. <laughs> we were at, Was uh, he trying to get us to watch that fucking PT Cruiser video? <laughs> He's yeah, like, right. I heard the question. Google AdWords. How's this working? <laughs> that timing. <laughs> I know. It's like it's all tied in, right? The phone's always listening. God, it starts Google texting alerts, people. Doug. He's like, somebody's talking about your video. A uh, picture of Loud Noises says, if you could do a rally with vehicles or vessels other than cars, what would it be and where would you go? Hot air balloons, Napa to Tahoe. Oh, wow. Get That's crazy. Napa to Tahoe. Is that well, too far? Well, I've never been. 500 or something? I've never been in a hot air That's, balloon. How long would that take? <laughs> Seven years. <laughs> Um, that's crazy. 
see. What are you doing? Uh, motorcycles, and I'd like to go, you know, maybe up to uh, Alaska. Oh, <laughs> there's nobody laughing at that. That's the sound yeah, unreasonable. He's, he's like, I wouldn't take a car up there, but fuck it, motorcycles. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking like enduros and stuff. We could have a good time. I what do you do? Put chains, gear. chains, no tires. I have to go in the winter. I don't know. Fair <laughs> <laughs> point. Yeah, like I guess we're sunny all day long, yeah. all night long. That's pretty rad. Go fishing yeah. and Dude, dirt what, roads. What other vehicles roads? are there? Boats, boats, planes. <laughs> what other vehicles are there? Uh, jet skis. I just jet ski from like island to island. Ooh, jet ski. What <laughs> islands? Just islands. So there's dude. a um, you're down in Jamaica or something. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a, a trip you can do in Scotland where you kayak from distillery to distillery in the Isles. <laughs> Fuck that. Awesome. Fuck that. That, that sounds awesome. No, that's awesome. Dude. <laughs> you get to cruise. I'm not little channels and stuff, and then you end up at a. Distillery. I'm out for kayaks, but you're you're selling well, me with canoe because you get wet. Your bottom gets oh. wet. Canoe, you stay dry. Dude, some of the kayaks are very uh, dry. Oh, I, Just I don't wear know these ones. The right gear, right? Exactly. You're fine, man. Distillery. I can. Uh, that's like you're cool, drinking man. and then so drinking. Kayak. It sounds awful. By the end of that, sounds man, rad. Fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy man. I like you, but you're crazy. You'd be so over it. Slipping into the water. All right, I got this. Quads. Yep. Quads are fun. Quads are fun, dude. That's what I'm doing. What Where are you racers? going? Uh, Where are you going? I'm doing. I want to do like Sky some, Ranch. Uh, oh, okay, up there. I was thinking more Four Corners. What are you saying? Uh, What's that called? Mike, Mike Sky, Sky Rancher. How do you oh, know about that? Mike, I thought you said Big Sky Montana. That's Baja. But, uh, How do you know about that spot? Just know things. Nice, Wham. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Mike Sky Rancher. Yeah, it's for all like the Baja 500 stops. And oh, everything. shit. All right. I've been there. You got to do this, like, you know, climb up. Are you guys mountains. staying on top of the Dakar Rally shit? No, but it's in Saudi Arabia. No. Did it they is, cancel yeah. it because the motorcyclist died? No, they kept going. No. They did the next stage was they took the next stage off because of the motorcyclist. On YouTube, you could do the little five minute recaps or whatever. Yeah. They're great. There's on Motor Trend TV has like yeah tons. Have all the oh really updates. okay yeah on YouTube just on their own Dakar channel they have it um but yeah it's it's crazy dude like it's because it's just so wide Fernando open Alonso and, um, is in it right the, it looks yeah. horrible dude and the people that going like, over it, those sand dunes it's and so shit. shitty to be like in the front too like if you're the first person to go out or the second person because the, they lay down the tracks right yeah. so like there's nothing out there like there's you, you have nothing to follow so like the first person starts to lay out like sort of what they think is going to be the fastest route and then from there the people start to like branch off of that uh, but um, it looks brutal yeah. dude, I, saw, I think I saw one Instagram video just uh, on my way here that showed some guy going off dunes and I didn't know Dakar was happening but it was probably that going off a dune the dunes fully dropped off, so he flies out. He's probably fifty feet in the air, flat bottom landing. Ooh. And and yeah, the comment was, was like, I, "I hope that was in the notes." Alonzo rolled on the last on this most recent Wait, stage. Who? Uh, Alonzo Fernando Alonzo from Fernando Alonzo Formula One is yeah. in fucking so the car. He's with, yeah, he's in a Toyota. And so the weird thing is that there's a ton of dunes that they hit based on the path that they hit at an angle. So imagine like a dune like this, this is terrible. People can look this up. Look at Alonzo. Yeah, you hit it. We we understand hitting at an angle. Well, yeah. so that well for people on the podcast, right? So no, everybody uh, knows no, that. We, art. Um, so you hit it at an angle, and they drop down this way, and so it's all about speed control, right? And controlling the car over that so that you drop down. And Alonso was going way too fast, and he fucking rolled. Yeah, he barrel rolled he, like, because barrel he rolled hit, down. He basically hit it at an angle. Classic Alonso. Yeah, barrel rolled move. down. Yeah, classic landed, Alonso. Landed. Uh, Shiny side up, yeah. total the trucks thrashed. Um, in thirty seconds go by, like people run up to the truck, fires it back up, and just takes off. Okay. <laughs> so he probably bitched about it for a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
but I, I don't know. I, uh, it's soft sand. You know, he's all protected. I mean, like everyone's like freaking out, but I guess it was his truck. So everyone ran up to it. Like it was like, Oh, I oh because it was, yeah. Him. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, the minis are fucking super dominant though. Like they're, they have, really? they're in their rear wheel drive or something. Like oh, it's, wow. yeah. Cause the, the, um, there's a four wheel drive one on there and then there's some that are two wheel drive, but the Red Bull ones are like just destroying. Carlos Science is leading and he's in the, re- he's in one of the minis. Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Damn, all these F1 drivers, he huh? Won. Yeah. Oh, or, no, no, no. oh, this is Carlos Sainz Dad, Sr. Yeah, yeah so oh, a couple wow. years ago. Yeah, there's a lot of Middle Eastern drivers that are really competitive. Like, there's a guy from Saudi Arabia that's up there, a mm-hmm. uh, guy from Qatar or Qatar, however you said that. Yeah. He's in second place or something. Um, cool. It's interesting, though. It is it's interesting. so fucking crazy. Like, I mean, it's it's just totally bizarre how you have, like, this open fucking track race, basically. It's like, take the well, fastest no, route, figure it out. Yeah, right. It's no there's, dedicated route. There's no dedicated it's, route. You and there's, figure it out. And, like, there's no waypoints, really. Like, it's just open desert. You know, occasionally there's, like, a drop or a rock or a feature. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, I don't know. It doesn't seem that fun to me. It doesn't. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it like, seems very stressful. Like, yeah, yeah. You can be doing really well and be prepared, and then the... A lot of flat tires. Right. <clears throat> they get a lot of flats like that's what they in the in the recap they always talk about like oh these guys got multiple flats on one stage so you have to jump out I think that's like, pretty rad i like this adventure style and then the guys doing the semi trucks the big rigs so rad those are crazy at least they have that there's uh, also side by side yeah so wh- where are you uh, saudi arabia that's where you're going no, on your four quads corners. i'm doing four corners of the u.s get into the desert out there up into the high desert high desert yeah yeah always been a high desert guy. I've always, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, I've for never me. not been a high desert guy. Yeah. He loves it up there. Matt's beers says the trend I think has to go is the snap crackle pop exhaust tune. Would you take a new 911 or M3, etc., for free, but it has to be delivered with the most obnoxious popping ear splitting exhaust tune. Hashtag deal with the devil. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would do they that. They all kind of have that these days. Do they? Yeah, they all you have know, that. 11 has a crackle? Mm-hmm. You yeah, can dude. flip it on and off, right? Isn't that like a sport yeah. mode thing? Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, he's saying it comes with a um, acropovic or whatever the yeah. most obnoxious Wait, that's version. a good sounding example. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. But I mean, I see what you mean. Just some loud some, whatever the, thing. But uh, it's fine because you can just wear the headphones that Lane is wearing and you you wouldn't even hear it. <laughs> yeah. so what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Helicopter, uh, like... Pilot, oh yeah, yeah, system in there like the McLaren F1 where you have to wear headphones to talk. Yep, yeah, people every downshift, every stop sign you come to. It is kind of like you would like that as a kid when you got this like car that was carbureted or shitty fuel injection. It would leave all this fuel and it would do that, right? And that's kind of a cool thing. But and now they program it in in the like Porsche. I think does it in sport mode. It'll do the crack pop, but it won't do it in Sport Plus because it's trying to be the most efficient mm. with its with its fuel. Yeah, that Mercedes delivery. I rented, uh, the S whatever, 63, yeah. whatever, C63S, uh, that ha- did it in Sport did it? Mode. Or you actually could independently do, like, the exhaust noise. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But nice to be able to turn off. For so sure. if you can't turn it off, that does that does kind of suck. I was trying to see where Alonzo is right now because like he wasn't doing that. Initially, he like halfway through rather he was like in sixth place, which is pretty decent. <laughs> um, I don't know where he's at now. Hmm. Um, Cam Grace says, if you lived in a place where cold weather and salty roads were the norm, would you go through the extra effort to source used, rad, clean dailies from better climates, or just lease a new car? Hashtag the salt struggle is real. Hmm. God, I would I would hate to ruin them. 
It is hard. Yeah. I think I he's saying for a beaters. daily is that, for a daily. I think I'd just get new Lease. cars. Yeah, Lease them, yeah. And then you'd have a car that you kept in a garage and took it out in the the good weather. I really don't understand why some places use salt and others don't. I don't get this. Isn't it a cost thing, or is it sand is cheaper, or more expensive than salt? Well, it works. It doesn't work as well, right? Yeah, but it doesn't ruin all your cars. I know, and all your stuff. I don't know. I, I just if, but you if also place, have, how much cleanup do you have with sand too? Then you have to. Isn't there a cleanup involved after it, and it's dirty? And how have we not invented like this something a, that is more, uh, yeah, effective and not and rust, not you gotta rust our car out? Yeah. Like some yeah. uh, algae or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I, I just reread the question. So it sounds like he's gonna. I mean, you get the cleaner car. And you still use it in the salt. Yes. But then you have to go through the maintenance of like lifting it and spraying it. Like every no, no, you basically are just ruining it. Are you oh. are you trying to get a rad car, but you know it's just going to get rusty and ruined? Well, you can. I mean, I think yeah, go through the extra effort to source. Oh, I thought extra effort of also like maintaining it because I've just seen sourcing. people drive them He's and like then saying, they, going to Arizona like, to buy yeah whatever, and then you know it's just going to get rusty and icy. Yeah, it's or, all and and those. Yeah. I know you're t- you're talking about spraying them every every summer every whatever spring every drive. Or, Fall, you spray underneath and do the new seal and all that stuff. Well, it seems like also like spraying it off. Like yeah. I've seen where they like they drive it like in the salt for a few days and then they take the wheels off, put it on jack stands and like Dude, spray it all down and like do that so kind of thing. Gnarly. You're it still sucks, right? you're like real. yeah, you're not going to be able to like keep up with that. Right. right? It's a garage. I saw a new a new invention to me. It was a hose that you connected to these like a dolly with five. Oh, yeah, and it goes like, under spray, your car. You can, yeah, like, roll it under your car so it sprays up. Yeah, mm. you do like a really good undercarriage. Mm. Give your undercarriage a bit of a how's your father. I see. Um, I like that. I didn't know if that's new. It was new to me. Yeah, uh, you're never going to get all before. the salt out of the crevices. Yeah. No. Never. And then like you see like Andrew from Auto Off Topic, his WRX that he recently sold. You know, it was a it was a bug eye WRX, which seems like a newer you know newer car to us. I saw some of those photos. It all the so bad, and he's like normal, you know, typical rust on a you know whatever, so and the bad. fenders are just blistering, dude. And and he had, I remember he had replaced like the cross member at one point, and, and it thing, looked like the worst job. Oh ever. my god, it was so bad, dude. Just like, like working on a car like that, just PB blaster compute. and a saw, and uh, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Cool. You got it, Jobin says. Some oddball sport wagons of years past. Everywhere, everybody has to pick one. Who gets what? Jaguar X-Type sport wagon, very rare. Lexus IS300 Sport Cross. Saab 93 Sport Combi. Or Dodge Magnum SRT8. Oh. I'll take the IS300. That's what I was going to say. IS300 is a dope one right there. That's what I was going to say. Um, gets the I'll take a sport combi. What, what's the combi bit? It's just what it was called. Uh, Jaguar X-Type Sport Wagon or Magnum SRT8. I call Jag. Who was just talking okay. about the SRT8 I'll being the Dutch? Like, SRT8, someone. Oh, was it Adam at Avant's? It was saying that yeah. like, it was like yeah. underrated yeah. car or something. Or I can't remember. Yeah. Cool. cool looking. Okay, I got the Magnum. Brian's with the Jag. Someone was saying they look good, but then when they were talking about how bad they drive. Yeah, it was one of those questions, I think. Yeah. Like Wait, so look. is this what I'm thinking? The X-Type sucks. So it's too, the little right? quad headlight one, the small, like, the X-type? C-Class competitor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And rare. it's a f- 
It's basically a Ford. I can remember yeah. seeing two. Ever. I've never seen a wagon. Yeah, those are hardly a sport wagon. He put sport in parentheses, like or not not. I mean parentheses. Like yeah, I, I thought we were talking F type. By the way, but I'll take it anyways. <laughs> F type. You're in F type wagon. Like a shooting brake or something? Well, I've never seen one of these other ones either. Well, so it's all the it's old, all the same to me. They're older now, too. Yeah. But uh you know what an F type is though, right? Yeah, it's the pop crackle, like sports sexy car. looking yeah. Yeah. It's actually not a bad looking car, this X type wagon thing. It oddly I mean, enough, it looks exactly like an E forty six wagon with a different front end. Like Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good looking actually. <laughs> it looks just like an E forty six wagon from yeah. the side. Yeah, very, very rare. Is it like a three liter V six or something? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that Ford V6. Ford Mondeo. It's basically a Mondeo, right? I wonder what the, and the Mondeos, that's like the world car that's like pretty good chassis, I think, right? Wasn't it? Epic chassis, dude. I mean, those (laughs) cars were, uh, pretty good. Uh, kind of a flop as far as, it was just cheap. It was like a Katera. It was like a Katera, exactly. Yeah, they're just trying to go down market. Yeah. I'll bet the interior's not as fancy as you'd like. Ford. So the, I think the, what do you call it? The slogan was the jag that leaps, right? Is that what oh, they call it? Pounce. Or pounce. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or pounce to the ounce. The jaggy yeah. that pounces. Jaggy. <laughs> I think that's a podcast. I saw it. Wait, wait, wait. We have one more question. <clears throat> Rick Radcliffe asks. Rick Rad. Ricky? Ricky Rad. He says, Mark and I were talking tonight about what reasonably priced under $40,000 brand new car is going to be the Fox Body Mustang of 30 years from now. Meaning that there are tons of them out there and 99% are beat, salvage title, modded to the moon. So finding a really nice one would be next to impossible. BRZ. Or if I, that's sub 40,000. Available brand new today? Yeah. We'll be like that car down the road, you know, just Fox body. It, BRZ I was, is I a good tuned, one. I was tuned into some, you know, some, some line of thinking, and then he threw me with the Fox Body bit, which uh-huh. is like a little trashy, just extra power, lending itself to being thrashed. But but like, the criteria right are more like it's something that's like tinkered, it's fully modded or yeah, destroyed. Yeah. Like it's almost all the FRSs and BRZs on a Craigslist or yeah. Savage title. Oh, there are tons all, of them. There's so many of them, and they're so hard to find one without like that's mod not or, modded yeah. like crazy. Yeah. I want to say like the the nicest trim level, and I don't even know if they make a manual with the V6, but a, a Cord Coupe. Hmm. Do they make an Accord Coupe? They don't, don't make know. an Accord Coupe. They don't. No, <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did. I don't know. Right. I mean, they am did. I tripping, dude? I can't think they, of a new one. Yeah. Like a new I'll new look, one. I, look, I think I'll the look. last generation they did. Uh, like a 2013 or something, but not the most recent one. I can picture that that older one. But they didn't. I don't think they made the last one. The last one, yeah, the last it's one. Like the good looking Accord. Like yeah, that last one. They have big. They tail definitely lights. don't make a new Accord coupe. I don't think a new one. I haven't seen, but the last one that they have big taillights. I remember like oh. mm. uh, other cars. How much though? is a new Mustang? Um, Mustang would fit. Yeah. yeah. WRX so starts at 35 for the V8. Yeah, WRX. I was thinking similar because you can't find a 2002 that isn't. Yeah, you know it's it is the Fox body. So the, the 2019 is the last Accord Coupe. It says they're gonna they'll, they might make another one, but right oh, now there is no. one. 2019 Accord Coupe. Um, yeah. Is it look? Is it good looking? No. 
I don't know. This is the one that I was thinking of. Do they make a lot of it Mustangs? It looks like a big they Civic. They do, big, right? Big taillights to go around the side. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what else? I think he's got a tuner car. I know. That's why your Subaru. Uh, how about Charger or Challenger or whatever? Are those cheaper? Do they make those yeah. high numbers? But don't you think people, a lot of people like keep them really nice? Yeah. They're, they're like the, they're like someone's car so they saved up for. Now, for. Cause they're pretty new, right? Yeah, but there's so many of them and people kind of, uh, well, that's what they're I kind think of when saying. We're talking about, you but, know, give it 10 years, but they've made chargers and challengers for the last like over 10 years. And I, you could still find a lot with low miles. It's kind of like the Corvette model. I think. How about a Miata? I mean, they literally leave the packaging on them. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Miata RF. Huh? That's a rad car. But are they heavily modified? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know if the newer Miatas are as right. They're so expensive as much. But that. maybe in what he's talking about, like Fox Body style, where it's, you know, you get down the line here and it's the... You can still find a lot of NC Miatas that are stock. Yeah, I guess But so. NAs are hard. NAs are hard. Very hard. Yeah. To find a really nice low mileage one. Yeah. And that's a lot of car for the money. I think it'll be hard to uh, imagine the Miatas getting much better than that. They're just going to get bigger and heavier, right? Uh-huh. As time goes on. I think... A Civic Type R, but are people really Civic SIs? But that's so cheap too. I mean, comparatively to well, Civic Rs aren't Rs aren't yeah. But there'll be a lot of those in the package, probably. WRXs are going to be nearly impossible, and FRS is probably the that's the I think that's the best answer. BRZ can't think of anything else. I know. Yeah, because that like, price point's yeah. a little tough. There and uh, there's just so few like sport cars, like Veloster, sporty, like Veloster sport But but they're already so dialed. Like same with the Type R, yeah. it's like kind of all, already so dialed. I think a lot of people keep them pretty pretty stock. What else are you putting on it? Right, it's just like wheels, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, there's no Evo anymore. I, the Evo because I was thinking like. I always I mentioned this like a couple months ago or something like I forgot that they made an Evo 10 like it was so uh-huh. remarkable oh, I yeah. totally forgot that car even existed um, FRS like, is like the king yeah. because you also want more power so people put superchargers on them turbos yeah. like they're doing so much to those fucking cars and yeah. and just beating the shit out of them and you're right there's so many salvage title ones yeah. if you look them I'm up. convinced like I, I, I my theory is that it's someone who comes from a Civic or a, a front wheel drive like little tuner and then they get into a rear wheel drive car and don't know what they're doing and they spin them out you know and like they yeah. crash into shit like that's my guess for this you know because that's the demographic because yeah I, I'd say like I I don't know if it's an exaggeration, but like half of the ones on Craigslist yeah. are salvaged. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you can get cheap ones all day, but they're all damaged or S two thousand. Or S two thousand is exactly the same thing. Yeah. Dude, S two thousand is a good call if it was new, but I know. it doesn't that that's I think a car that applies to this answer. Yep. Even though it's not a brand new car, but like I think for sure it's a future classic. I mean, nice ones are already bringing good money. Yeah. Um and most of them were so fucked up now and like, they've been messed with. It's really hard to find a nice one. Yeah. I feel like we're missing, like, we're missing, like, well, there's yeah, Mustang Camaro in that world, but it's like you want to go down every manufacturer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, uh, yeah, what, what is out there that's going to be sporty and going to be fucked with like that? And interesting. Or does it even have to be? It does, oh, he said no. Fox Body. Though, yeah. Because right? yeah, yeah. I think that, like, like an SUV or something. They'll be modified. I think, like, you were talking about, it's like, they're all, all the BRZs are going to have some, yeah, modification, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rare to find one that's just perfect. is the mm. yeah I think that's like the answer. 
is like a current a uh, uh, current Tacoma. I don't know shit, but is that something that you think will be desirable in the future as a stock nice truck? Like, yeah, and, because those seem to be modified all the time too, right? Like, and they're always messed with. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, especially the like weird a, ones like the you know four wheel drive manuals and stuff like that are always going to be super desirable. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure you can find I have some no idea how much those cost new, by the way. I don't know if it's they're, under 40. Push that. Probably around there. They yeah. Push that, yeah. Right up under 40. I think All it's right. a podcast. For she's. Thanks for the questions, everyone. See you next time. Later. Later. patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome go check us out on patreon and please become a patron of our podcast it helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return we give you a weekly podcast which we title experts in automotive opinion i think we've done 60 of those so far something like that we also give you exclusive patreon only stickers and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join uh we give discounts and early access to certain events we do like camping while awesome and we give you first crack at our rallies check it out and join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.